Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. There is an old fable you may have heard. One of those classic stories that we often hear and read as children and then pass on to children or students of our own. The kind of story that seems so obvious and simple, but still, like so many stories, have something to teach us. And it goes like this. There once was a speedy hare who bragged about how fast he could run. Tired of hearing him boast, slow and steady, the tortoise challenged him to a race. All the animals in the forest gathered to watch. Hare ran down the road for a while and then paused to reset. He looked back at slow and steady and cried out, How do you expect to win this race when you are walking at your slow, slow pace? Hare stretched himself out alongside the road and fell asleep, thinking there is plenty of time to relax. Slow and steady, walked and walked. He never, ever stopped until he came to the finish line. The animals who were watching cheered so loudly for tortoise, they woke up Hare. Hare stretched and yawned and began to run again, but it was too late. Tortoise was over the line. And after that, Hare always reminded himself don't brag about your lightning pace, for slow and steady won the race. I will venture to guess that for most of you, that's not the first time that you've heard that story. And yes, I know I am not in Children's Chapel. You are not in Children's Chapel. But again, you're not too old, I promise. And I tell you this popular story here today because there are some stories that just are never too old to hear. Some stories that we can never stop learning from. And this story is one. Because we live in a culture that often expects us to be hares, not tortoises. Forgetting that sometimes, slow and steady, wins the race. Our lives are often fast and frenzied, no matter what stage of life we're in, whether we're children, whether we are working, whether we are retired, all these different things that we try to, to balance in our lives, and it feels like there's many choices out there of things to do and expectations as ever before. And that's especially true at this time of year. End-of-season sporting events, presentations and performances, exams to take, papers to write, even those really fun things, those good things, like fun holiday parties or parties to host or attend, and all manner of presents. The shopping and searching for presents to give, the hopeful expectation for presents that you might receive, 
and the other kind of presence. In that time with family and friends whose presence we enjoy or endure, and those friends and family whose presence we will miss. I was speaking to not one, but actually two parishioners recently who said, and I paraphrase, Christmas is good and all, but it's all so busy and frantic. I much prefer the quiet and peace of January and February. And I can understand why. We are, many of us, busy people living in an ever-busy culture, now in a busy time of year. And yet, in this season of the church year, the message that we hear is just the opposite. Slow down. Wait. Be patient. As the author of James says, Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. Waiting, being patient, it runs counter to the urgency we so often experience in life and especially at this time of year. And it runs counter to our culture in which we are often ingratiated to view and define our value in direct proportion to our productivity. That the more that we do, the more valuable we are. The faster we do it, the more skilled we are, and the more likely we are in our eyes and others to come out on top and win the race. Yet we all the while forget that slow and steady won the race, not hair. That the same God who labored in creating us, even God took time to slow down and to rest. And that the same God who intends for us to labor intends for us to rest too. You've probably heard the expression, patience is a virtue, Supposedly coined by English poet William Langland in his poem, Piers Plowman, or Plowman, a poem fittingly about a man in search of faith. And yet so often this idiom comes with a qualifier. Patience is a virtue, but insert urgent action here. I think we can all relate to that, and I know that I certainly can and especially at this time of year. We're busy here, too. And it is true. Because some things can't wait. Some things in life are time-sensitive. Just imagine passing an important deadline, an important deadline for an assignment or whatever, and telling your teacher or boss, patience is a virtue. (laughs) Somehow I don't think it'll work in your favor. But in the right context, the saying is true. Patience is indeed a virtue. Maybe you can think of some experiences that make you see patience as a virtue. Experiences in your life where slow and steady win the race. But I wonder, have you ever thought of patience 
as a spiritual discipline, perhaps even a means to grace and to joy. Well before Langland's poem, the same notion of patience can be found in our own scripture, such as Paul's letter to the Galatians, where he writes that among the fruits of the Spirit is... Don't go so fast. (laughs) Patience. And how fruitful it can be to give yourself permission to pause. To make time to not just do, but simply be. Slow down for a moment and be patient with yourself. To be patient with others and even to be patient for God. There can be such grace in that, and even opportunity for joy. That's what makes our Advent season so important, and I think such a gift. It's a time in the church year where we explicitly say, Slow down, wait, be patient, so that when the time comes, we can be ready to fully experience with awe and wonder that Jesus Christ is coming, to realize what this means for each of us, for everyone, for the whole world. Like slow and steady the tortoise, who slowly but surely passed the collapsed hair to reach the end of the race. It's kind of like Advent. And today, especially, is a day characterized by joy, because today is the third Sunday of Advent. You can look at the Advent wreath over here, and you see that that third candle is a different color. It wasn't always a different color. It's sort of popularized in recent years, probably to profit a little bit more, but whatever. It does symbolize that this Sunday is just a little bit different. It's called Gaudete Sunday, which is Latin for rejoice. So it's a day characterized by the joy that comes in knowing that Jesus Christ is again coming. The joy in knowing that Jesus came on Christmas Day and that this same loving Savior will come again. In this busy season of our busy lives, as we get closer and closer to Christmas Day and all the wonder and joy that comes with it, I encourage you all the more to make some time, even if it doesn't feel like you have it, make some time to slow down, to not just do but to be and have patience. Patience for yourself. Patience for others. And yes, even for God. Slow down long enough to really see and just look around. Look around at the world. Look around at the lives of those around you. Slow down enough to look in the mirror 
and see yourself. Look toward God and all that God has done for us, especially through Jesus Christ. And then also slow down enough to ask that same question. That question that we hear from John the Baptist this morning. Are you, Jesus, the one who is to come? Or are we to wait for another? Or maybe ask a similar question. Are you, Jesus, really worth waiting for? And despite our busy lives, despite the sin and brokenness that still encompass our lives and the world, and the slowing down, in that patience, you might even find a grace for yourself and others. You might even find those tidings of comfort and joy. And you might even see that God is not only worth waiting for, but is here and at work in you and all around you.